Welcome to the Corbell Career Cast, the podcast from the Office of Career and Professional Development at the Joseph Corbell School of International Studies at the University of Denver. Today, we are joined by Paige Hitting, who will be interviewing Corbell alum Mari Henderson, who works at the National Conference for State Legislators, or NCSL, one of our favorite organizations. So without further ado, I will let you go. Thank you for joining, and please excuse some of the technical glitches that we have with us today. Take care. So Mari, what kind of candidate succeeds in your organization and in your field? And, you know, as we're thinking about this, I was wondering if you could also highlight a couple of hard skills and a couple of soft skills that you feel are really important in your career area. Yeah, absolutely. So the the type of candidate that succeeds is somebody who's flexible um, because legislatures will throw some curveballs at you sometimes and, and they'll definitely, you know, you have to be able to stay on your toes and be able to pivot pretty quickly as well as uh, somebody, and this is kind of a soft skill that you want to have, is somebody who can talk to people. Um, I love talking to people. It's my favorite thing to do. Um, so it made it made a really easy transition for me, but taking these large ideas like remote policy uh, or remote work policy for both for legislators and can the public, you know, be remote when they're giving testimony, taking those giant things and being able to distill them down to give a presentation at our annual conference, for example, um, is a really important skill for us to have because a lot of these policy areas, especially in rules, I find myself saying, well, it depends um, because it's all so specific and so niche. Um, So being able to take these very complicated ideas and bring them down to something digestible and like a one page idea of here's how you can swallow this. Um, In terms of hard skills, the best advice I got while I was at Corbell actually came from an alumni while I was an active student, which was to take a quantitative class every quarter. And you're not going to want to because we're all international studies, like humanities people. And you probably are like, I didn't want to do math. That's why I'm doing this. And that's what I was like. And I was like, surely they don't mean this. But I'm glad that I did take a quantitative class every quarter um, because having those skills like using Stata and understanding data manipulation and uh, data analysis has really helped set me apart so I can work with a colleague who introduced Stata um, to our team uh, and be able to work through something with her and help her figure out where something went wrong, if the data comes out wrong, or being able to take these large amounts of data and make sense of them, even if it's just in Excel. Um, so I would highly recommend that, even though it's not what you probably want to do. <laughs> yeah, run that regression, run that chi-square exactly. all the time, every day in the workplace. No, that's phenomenal. I. I really do think that Corbell offers us a really great balance between those hard and soft skills. And even though with, like you say, with humanities, it's not always a place where you think you're going to be obtaining those hard skills, but they are out there. And thank you, because that's really good advice, because maybe I should be taking another quantitative course next quarter. Hmm. Well, on that note, how do you feel that Corbell specifically prepared you for this job? I know you answered this already slightly, but is there also anything that you wish you would have done differently during your time at Corbell to prepare you for the work world that you're in today? Um, Corbell really prepared me for this job, um, both in terms of finding the job and all of the help that OCPD gave me and like helping to like build my resume to like get this job um, to the content. So 
first and foremost, my Corbell network really helped a lot. So working with Tim Sisk and Rebecca Galemba and Dr. Barry, uh, have, they all really, really helped me get to this. Tim Sisk, Dr. Sisk wrote my recommendation letter for the job and was so excited when I got the job. And uh, Dr. Galemba's qualitative methods class was really key in our success on a project that we worked on last year. I was able to pull some things directly from that class to really help round out our analysis of qualitative data and interview data that I was like, wow, absolutely would not have known this without taking qualitative methods with Dr. Galemba in spring of or winter of 2020. Um, and then I think that all of the writing, like my writing that I did there and, and thinking about really teasing out these very complex ideas um, has helped me a lot um because I do so much writing every day uh whether it be emails or actual publications or blog posts or anything like that has really helped me um if I was thinking about what I did differently oh you know I would change the year that I graduated that would have been helpful to not graduate into the pandemic <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> it's all right you know that's just the nice the them's the breaks as Boris Johnson says um so I, I would change that, but I obviously can't change that. But I would, I think I would work even harder on building more connections with more professors and more of my cohort. So I have a really great group of friends that I still have from our cohort that were kind of spread all across the United States now, but we get together when we can and talk a lot, whether that's just like on Instagram or if we're texting, but um, that cohort really helped me. And I think that there are still people from my cohort that I'm still making connections with now that I didn't really talk to while I was there. So I wish I would have made a little bit stronger connections, but really that's the only thing I would do differently. I really, I think that the important thing is seizing the opportunity that you have, like you get out of it, what you put into it. And I think that that uh, that, that is really key for Corbell is like, if you, you, the, the opportunities are all there, you just have to go for it, which sounds intimidating. Um, but it's, I think that that's the most important thing that you can do. Well, I do think it does sound a bit intimidating because these are important and influential decisions in our lives not to be taken lightly, but yeah, thank you. And I also love the addition of, you know, the blend between your personal and professional life and relationships at Corbell and how that has positively impacted um, your life personally and professionally today, which is really wonderful. On a little bit of a pivot, um, what does NCSL do to champion diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging? Um, and then what do you guys do that's different from or other organizations in your field? Yeah, so NCSL is a nonpartisan organization, which can feel really challenging while you're working here because you're working, you know, in politics and government, which people have very strong feelings about, um, which I think we all see every single day. Um, but diversity is one of NCSL's core values. And I think you can see that externally, how we interact with our members and, you know, who who is in the room, who we make sure is in the room, who we uh, invite to be in these rooms and talking to legislators and how we connect legislators across the aisle, um, as well as internally, you can see that I'm on our internal like diversity, equity, and inclusion working group. Um, so I think that a big reflection of that is our current remote work policy. Um, we have to be in the office for one week uh, a month. And part of that was, you know, one of my colleagues put it so beautifully. She said, I I don't like the idea of being fully remote because I'm afraid that if I'm not in the office and people aren't actively seeing me, they're not thinking about 
me and my background and what I bring to the organization. I think that they'll forget that this is not just a homogenous organization. So I think it's important for us to be around each other to say, oh, there's somebody who's different than me, who has a different experience, and I need to consider them both, you know, just how in how I interact with people, but also in how I interact with legislators or legislative staff who also reflect the same diversity. Um, so that's what I, I would say about the diversity, equity, and inclusion at NCSL. It's really intentional. Yeah, intentional and it having it as a core value to, you know, it, it's really coming from within and emanating out. So at least that's one of my beliefs is or my hopes is that, you know, when when it is a part of your core values that, you know, you really take it with a lot of seriousness. And it sounds like NCSL does, which is quite amazing um, to ask a couple more questions about more or less the interview process or the processes of hiring from someone like myself, who's going to be graduating this spring. Um, I'm in the process of interviewing, applying case studies. Oh my gosh, it's such a headache and you can't even keep all of your accounts that you have to set up for every company straight. Um, but what have you noticed about the trends in hiring and how they have changed? Do you see any more on the horizon? But then also, if you want to touch a bit on the interview process as well, and about how you can set yourself apart from other candidates during the interview process. Yeah, so I'll take that last part first. Um, how do you set yourself apart from other candidates? It's going to sound really cliche and like I'm just like reading out of like a cat poster or something, but it's really to like be yourself in the interview process. Um, that's how you stand out. It's not by going in and thinking, oh, this is the model of person that they want at this organization. So that's what I'm going to make myself out to be. If you fit into the organization, you're going to do it with just who you are authentically. And here at NCSL, we're looking for people who bring their authentic selves. So for example, NCSL often looks for people who have experience in state legislatures. Makes sense, right? Like national conference of state legislatures having experience in a legislature makes sense. Like I didn't have any experience in state legislatures. I had experience at the federal level with interns and working um, around DC, but I didn't have any state legislative experience. So I did not think I was going to get this job. In fact, after my interview, I was, I was so goofy during my interview. It was like this times a million. Like I just was kind of all over the place. It had been like a like a month because it was in um like fall of 2020 that I applied. So it had been a while um before I got the interview and then I couldn't remember what I applied for. I didn't know what position I was even interviewing for. So I had to kind of just throw generalizations out at the wall and hope for the best. And I was so mortified that I had made a fool of myself that in my thank you email that the CPD taught me to send, uh, I apologized. I was like, I'm so sorry not my best day. Thanks for interviewing me anyways. Hope you find somebody. Probably not me. <laughs> um, but that my boss, now my now boss told me, you know, kind of made me stand out. It's like, I was actually just like myself. And that's what she expects from me every day when I come into the office. And that's what I provide because that's what I can. That's just me being me. Um, so I think that that's really important because when they're interviewing you, they're looking for a candidate that will like do this job, but they're also looking for a colleague. They're looking for a coworker. Who's the person that they're going to get along best with? So I think that that's really, really important. In terms of trends, NCSL and state legislatures kind of run parallel on our trending issues that we have with hiring. So one of those is retention, especially around remote work. 
a lot of people really want to work remotely now, which I get me too, because who doesn't like the idea of being able to work from anywhere? Um, but unfortunately, in our line of work, you kind of have to be in person at least some of the time, because that's where the policymaking happens is face to face with your colleagues um, across the aisle and with your staff. So NCSL is kind of trying to, NCSL and state legislatures are kind of trying to be as remote as they can and meet that demand um, while also maintaining the fact that it's like, we do still need you to like go and like go to a state legislature and do a training or something like that by uh, our new remote work policy I mentioned. Being in the office, you know, for one week a month and then kind of doing anything else, but that doesn't include work travel. So I was like traveling for work last week and that doesn't count as like my in-office week. Um, so I think the trends of like, finding the balance between remote and, and in-person is something that'll continue. And it's something for you and all of everybody else who's looking for a job to consider is like, what kind of job do you want to be in? Do you want to be in a job where you have to regularly be face-to-face and interact with somebody or is being remote really important for you? And so for some people that's more important than, than being remote or being in person. So I think that's important to consider as you're looking for it and important to think about how what you're applying for will actually get you there. Yeah. And I know that Corbell Careers definitely makes us think a little bit about our priorities and how we want those priorities to play out in our professional lives outside of Corbell. So, you know, thinking about the remote remote versus non-remote work is really important for priorities. Absolutely. Well, I have one final question for you. It's going to be a little bit more personal, but out of more curiosity than anything, how do you see or where would you like to see yourself go or grow in your professional development, whether that be with NCSL or if that be outside of the company? Yeah, this is kind of a hard question, but I think that uh, I always, I'm kind of the kind of person who I always want to keep growing in whatever job I'm in. I would like to keep learning. Um, and that's the cool thing about being in state legislatures is that sometimes, like I guarantee you something will happen this year that um, I had no idea would be like my research area. And I'm going to learn a lot on that one specific topic. So for example, COVID-19 was like a huge thing for the institution. And we all learned a lot about continuity of government protocols. Um, so I think that that's something I'd like to do at NCSL and both in my personal life is to keep finding new things to learn about and keep finding new things to grow with. Um, and I think that that's, that's my most important thing. You know, I'd like to, you know, be more involved with legislatures and legislators and doing presentations, which I've already done this year. So I'm, we're doing good, doing great on that track. Um, does that answer the question? Yeah, you did great. Okay. Thank you so, so much for all of all of your answers and responses. They were phenomenal. You gave such great insight to me and ideally to everyone who listens into the Corbell Career Cast. So thank you, Mari, so much for your time. And thank you, Corbell Careers, for setting up this amazing podcast series for all of us to, you know, keep learning and keep thinking about different areas that we can go into with our degrees and um, how we can be outstanding candidates as we're going through the process. Well, thank you, Mari and Paige. This was great. Um, Mari, I love the idea of bringing your whole self into the interview process because that's something that's really hard for people. And I love that, that you bring, it's so much easier to be who you are. Um, 
page, I love the concept of a Corbell core network and, and how you kind of dubbed a Corbell core network and thinking about that. Thank you both so much and tune in for the next time on Corbell Career Cast.